Did you bring your Bible this evening? If you did, I believe a good place to start. Let's see if we can find a good place to start here tonight. Um, let's go over to Ephesians chapter number five, uh, Ephesians chapter number six. Does that sound like a good place to start? Um, there's times under, sometimes under the anointing of the Spirit, sometimes just my own heart calling out for um, help in the Spirit in the area of prayer. And so I'm going to share a little bit on uh, helping tonight. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So because tonight's prayer night, right? We're going to spend some time praying before we leave tonight. So if you brought your Bible, go to Ephesians chapter number 6. Um, it seems sometimes that, uh, and it's, 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 well, I'll just say it seems. It's not always reality. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. That there's times that uh, a, a person of the Spirit can feel a little bit alone. Because there's not a lot of uh, passengers on that pathway. Not a lot of people walking in the Spirit. People are caught up in natural affairs and a natural life and living a natural life. Even Christians living a very natural life, very distracted lives, very caught up with the Spirit of the world, caught up with what's going on, caught up with what's going on in their life, the natural things of their life, their daily routine, their job. We got natural side to life. It's not that we don't have a natural side to life, but, but we're not to get caught up in that to the point we're distracted from what's going on in here. Are, are, are you with me tonight? So uh, we're going to share a little bit about this. In Ephesians chapter 6, we're going to get right into it. After he mentions, um, from, from verses 10 through 17, he mentions the armor of God, putting on the armor of God. He, he gets down to verse 17, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, is, which is the Word of God, praying, praying. So all those things, the armor of God is for just daily living, don't misunderstand me, but it's also to dress for prayer. Because there's going to be something thrown at you in prayer. Um, And he mentions in verse 18, praying always with all, King James says prayer, all manner of prayer, some translations say, with all prayer or manner of prayer and supplication. Now notice in the spirit, in the spirit. We've been focusing on that kind of prayer a lot in these sessions because, um, you know, I think people maybe generally understand praying what the Word says, praying in line with the Word, maybe. But right on the other hand, this kind of praying is really a lost art in the body of Christ. In the Spirit is not even something most people understand. What does that mean? Does that mean, you know, you're kind of having a vision or maybe you're in another place? No, it can mean that, but it doesn't automatically. In the Spirit means out of your spirit by the leading and anointing and direction and, and uh, help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A lot of times it's done in tongues, but not always. It's not always done in tongues. However, if it is done in tongues, you're praying, King James, 1 Corinthians 14, 14 says, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. So that's coming out of your spirit when your mind doesn't understand what's being said because you're doing it in tongues. And your mind doesn't have the interpretation unless the Holy Ghost, you know, you pray the interpretation or something. But your mind is, he called it there, unfruitful. That means it doesn't understand what you're saying. We know these things, right? But we got to, in practice, not let that trip us up because our mind likes to always get in on what it doesn't understand. What what, what, what do you mean? It tries to figure things out. 
And the, the mind, because of our past history, the yes, mind likes to be dominating uh-huh. us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If I can't figure it out, if I don't understand it, uh-huh. then I'm out of here. Come on. Come on. It'll check out on you. In other words, it will try to get that dominion back. You know what I mean, dominion? When you're, when you're praying in tongues, you're not, you're, your spirit is more dominant and your mind is sort of sitting there just not understanding what's happening. And it's not used to being empty. Well, in most people's lives, it's not used to being empty. Most people are very, very busy mentally. That's why they can't sit still in a quiet room and do nothing. They got to have something, some noise, some, yeah. some internet going, some, some yeah. music or something. They can't sit still. It's a bad thing. It's not a good thing. And so um, the, the mind wants to stay busy. It wants to get in on things. Plus, whenever the mind's not been, and that's its, that's its, uh, that's its, uh, that, that's its, uh, it's, I'm looking for the right word, its own, its own flow, I guess you might say. But plus on top of that, the devil doesn't want you praying in the spirit. Because, because really people who stop get, who are no longer just ruled by their minds or their flesh, uh, but they get over into the realm of the spirit, they're world changers. They're people who change history. They're people whose, whose lives and ministries you write books about. They change nations. They change cities. Okay, maybe we ought to spend some time right there. Man can't change a nation. Man can't change a city. It takes a man who yields to God. The other side is that God can't change a nation either. He needs somebody to work with him. He needs a man to work with him. Now, don't, in your mind, don't fuss with that. The Bible said we're laborers together with God. God doesn't do things on his own. He, whenever he wants to do something, he calls a man. He anoints a man. He draws a man is into his realm to talk to him, to impart to him, to show him what to do, and so forth and so on. It's all through the Bible. Everybody God used, he, he visited them, talked to them, showed them what to do, and so forth and so on. He was wanting to do something, so he brought somebody into union with him to work with him to do that. Moses is an example. Abraham is an example. David is an example. God didn't go kill Goliath. David did. Amen. And we, we could see that. But, but my point is, so a man who starts yielding to God in his realm, which is the realm of the spirit, that's what he said here, praying in the spirit, that man begins to become a world changer. Now, he might not ever leave his house. He might do a lot of changing in prayer. In fact, I've been all over the world. I mean, some of the times I have a ticket to go and sometimes I don't. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Amen. I've been, I've been to Nigeria and helped some pastors out over there while I stayed in my bedroom here in, here in town. You say, really? Yeah, I can tell you the story. I can tell you what was going on. I mean, it was an issue of some demon activity in their home. I mean, I've been, I've been I, the other day we were praying and Pastor Debbie's tongue changed and she, she went over to, where was that over above that island above Australia, New Guinea. She was over in New Guinea. Amen. You say, really? Yeah, really? Amen. 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 She saw the color of the people's skin and everything. All right. All right. Come on. Some, some things that and it had to do with some of our relatives going over there as missionaries. All right. But she went there ahead of time. Yes. In prayer. Yeah, amen. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Travel the world. Get to see the world. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even leave Cedar Rapids. But, but in the Spirit, you, yes, you, can, you can accomplish things. My, 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 my. I just sense the anointing just on that. You can go to the White House. I've been to the White House. Really? No, I haven't seen it with my, these two eyes, but I've been there. I've been in the Oval Office. I'm not making stuff up. I'm not saying, I kind of think maybe I felt like maybe I was over there a little bit. No, no, I was there. I'm not talking about this flesh. I, I mean, I, I, I've told some of the people about it. I don't know if I've ever told it publicly. I saw what was going on in there. I saw the deception. I saw what was being covered up. I, and so, anyway. Get to travel all over and don't even get... And, 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 and the Secret Service doesn't even know you were there. <laughs> but that's in the spirit. I remember a lady named... Uh, what was her name? Nah, it'll come back to me. But somebody asked her when she was known for prayer, sisters, uh, sisters, uh, Rachel Tifateller. She said one day, somebody was asking her, she was, she was known for praying, and uh, somebody asked her, well, what you been doing, Sister Rachel? She said, oh, this was back into the Clinton years. She said, I've been under the uh, White House desk cleaning out the trash. Hey, come on. Thank you. Come After a while, that whole thing yeah. came out. Yeah. Within a few, few months, that whole thing came out. <laughs> this, this is real. The Lord told me, I just saw the note a couple of weeks, well, maybe a week or two ago. I just saw the note. The Lord said to me, he said, the revelation gifts, before Jesus comes back, the revelation gifts are going to be so prominent, so, so high, on a high level in the body of Christ. He said, it'll almost be like people that pray will have gone to a intelligence briefing. It's like they were in the meeting. That's the way it's going to be before yes. Jesus comes Amen. back. Yes. We're on our way there now. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Number, I would say a number of years ago, I, I was on, I was talking to Pastor Debbie about it afterwards. I said, I was out on some, I, we were praying right here in a prayer meeting right here. I didn't plan on getting in on all this, but there's just an unction here. We were praying, and afterwards, I didn't say anything publicly. I mean, some things came out in English, but you wouldn't have known what was going on. Um, but afterwards, I, I told my wife, I said, I was, out on a, I was out on a ship out on the coastal waters of the United States dealing with something, taking authority over something happening out there. And she started telling me some things she had been hearing on the news. About some things they were looking into. Some of these things are all kept secret. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But I was there helping out. Yeah, amen. safety of this nation yes. has been, this nation has been kept by people yes. who go into the spirit yes. and deal with things in the spirit. Yes. Hallelujah. You might not ever know it in this life, but a little grandma, you know, just got a burden to pray one night, praying in the Holy Ghost. She might be changing some situation in, in the government or something. I'll tell you, we sit in, we sit in a higher seat than anybody in politics. We're seated with Jesus in heavenly places. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I can tell you, I just, the more I talk about it, the more stories that come. 
Pastor Debbie was praying one time. I think if, if I remember right, you were praying. But whatever situation you were in, all of a sudden you had, she had a vision and she saw her brother and her two, their two daughters. They have three daughters, but I think two daughters were in the truck. And she saw them going around a corner and the door flew open and one of the girls fo- f- sat on the outside set, and the door flew open and she fell out and was, I don't know, hurt or killed. I don't remember what you saw. But um, so she called her brother and says, do you still have that pickup truck? Yeah. Does the, she didn't know anything in the natural, but does the passenger door lock, lock very well? He said, no, it's not, it's not working right. It's kind of broken. He said, don't let your, I think it was the youngest, was it was uh, the youngest sit there because that door's going to fly open. And, and somebody said, what happened? Nothing. Amen. Praise God. Nothing. That's a good testimony. Nothing happened. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm talking about praying in the Holy Ghost. Glory. I said hallelujah. Um, But sometimes in the spirit, I'm calling for help in some of these things. Because um, you can feel alone. And you can feel sometimes, and and not all the time, don't misunderstand me. But at times you can feel like, man, there's just a bunch of people distracted right now. And God's needing some people in the spirit to do some things right, take care of some things right now. So uh, everybody say uh, distractions. What are we talking about? Distracted from watching over things that need to be watched over. Um, a number, well, I think it was about a year ago right now, actually, the Lord, I heard the spirit say one morning, he said, because, well, let me back up. The, the, I was praying and, the, and there, I was, we, we had just gone through a season that a few things had gotten through. I don't know if you know what I mean by gotten through. Some things had happened that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. That, that, you know, how many of you know we were talking on Sunday about the enemy? He's beating a path around people's life, looking for a way in. Beating a path around ministries, looking for a way in. And uh, this was a season about a year ago where... A, Things got through a little bit too much and, you know, he never quite got everything done he wanted, you know, but, but there was just some things, yeah, that shouldn't have happened and that got started. Yeah, it got stopped, but it should never have gotten started. We should have been on top of that in prayer. It was one of those seasons. And the Lord spoke to me. I, was, I woke one morning and I was praying and I was just aware of this. Ah, we're kind of too close to the edge of some of this getting through. And he spoke to me. He said, there's more to watch over. Or no, there's much more to watch over now in this ministry. Amen. 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 In other words, as this ministry grows, how many of you know we're reaching out? We're doing some other outreaches, planning another church. We've we're, we got other things in our hearts I could tell you about. Sometime I'll tell you about. Um, but as the ministry grows, there's more territory to hold. And it requires more people to help watch over it. What do you mean watch over it? I'm not talking about with these eyes. I'm talking about in the spirit. Addressing some of the things like I just talked about praying things out and changing what the enemy planned to do. Changing that, stopping that. But, but it's not just negative. It's watching over what God said he wants to do and making a supply of the spirit to that. So that his plans can come to pass and won't be hindered and delayed by this little hindrance and that little hindrance. And, and this person decided to backslide and not obey God. So we got to find somebody else to help get that program going because we got somebody else not obeying God. We got to make a supply to people that are supposed to be involved in it yes, yes, amen. and help them come on. 
because they have a supply to the work yes. of God. And so the more a ministry starts doing more, the more there is to watch over. The more people there are to watch over. And uh, we need more people who know how to get things and change things and stop things and start things in the Spirit. Pick it up before it ever even happens. Now, I'm not saying we don't have anybody. You hear, don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm saying we need more. We need more who aren't just living a natural life. Just caught up with the 24-hour news cycle, their life, what's going on in their finances, their kids, their school, their this, their that, their the other. Now, that's important. Don't misunderstand me. And you need to be watching over all those things in your, in your own life. Not just, you know, taking care of things you know, naturally, but watching over it in the Spirit. But as you are, you are faithful with a few things, God will give you over the ability to watch over more things. So start out watching over your own flesh. Hey, when it wants to do something, you get a hold of it and say, not today, Sunday child. <laughs> right? How are we going to watch over the, 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 the whole ministry when we can't even watch over our old flesh, own flesh? When it wants to do something. No, we got to start out where we got to start out at home. When the doors are shut and nobody's around. But then we can start from there and then go from there over our own thought life. Watch over whenever the depression tries to get on us. Watch over our, whenever Satan's coming with condemnation and, and, and answer that with the word. Taking the sword of the spirit to that with the word. And learning to be victorious in our own life. Then we can start being victorious over our own families. And then our extended families. And then God will give us, you know, watch over more and more things. Amen. We can start picking up. Ah, what is it? What is it? Something in the daycare. Shakalamaya, Maya. And I do that all the time. And you're learning to do that. So we're not saying nobody, you know, oh, nobody's helping us. with. No, we're not. No, that's not what we're saying. We're saying we need more. We need more. Can you say amen? Because the Lord went on to say it this way to me. He said, he said uh, there's more to watch over now in the ministry. In other words, as the ministry grows, there's more territory to hold and requires more people to watch over it. You know, if a military goes out and takes some ground, you've got to have somebody watch over that. <clears throat> so he said, especially people with more skill. And then he said this, it's not enough just to be a citizen in your territory in the spirit. You must participate in watching over it and keeping the devil out of it. Ooh. Did you get that? It's not enough just to be a citizen in your territory. Somebody says, I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. Yeah, but you have a place in that that's your territory. That's your primary responsibility to help watch over yes, that. Yes. Make sure the devil, make, make sure the will of God comes to pass yes. in your life and in that area you're a part of in the kingdom of God. And then make sure the, make sure the devil doesn't get into that. Amen. Brother Hagin said one time, he said, if your pastor fails, it's because of your prayer life. Yeah. That doesn't mean the pastor doesn't have any responsibility. But, but amen, your prayer life ought to be strong enough to where he could be half backslid and come in and get anointed in the service. Are you preaching being backslid? No, that won't last. He won't last. His ministry won't last. I'm interested in lasting. 
So I don't live that with that kind of thinking. I just, I'm just going to be carnal and, you know, play games all day. And no, I'm, I'm diligent and disciplined. But right on the other hand, your prayer life, your prayer life ought to make it so he could live half carnal and come in and get anointed. Well, I'm going to say that over here. What if it was all up to your prayer life? Hmm. Never thought about that. So, um, everybody still glad you came? We're, we're sharing this with a desire to bring people in and uh, be a part of this more. We're, we're all in more than we've ever been in, right? But we need to all come on, on over in. It seems sometimes there's just some things on the edge of getting through too much. We need more watchers on the wall, if you know what I mean. <laughs> And so, these things, as we reach for more, they need covered in prayer. And sometimes one man is not going to, one man's prayer life, life is not going to sufficiently get it all covered. Yes, sir. Now, there's a lot of people that can pray little, you know, two-minute God bless the pastor's prayer. Yeah. But that doesn't really get the job done. Yeah. He's already blessed us anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I'm talking about? Just make sad your conscience so that whenever you say we're praying for you, you can say it with, with, with that it's not a lie, you know. I didn't mean this to come out this way. We, we want to we wanna succeed and hear, well done, our good and faithful. Okay, now, go over real quickly. We got a quick, go to Ephesians 6.18, which you're probably there. Is that where you're at? Praying always with all prayer or manner of prayer and supplication. What's the next three words? In the Spirit. spirit. Okay. And then he said what? Watching there unto. I always say there in the Spirit unto prayer. With all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So that connects prayer and watching, doesn't it? Go to 1 Peter 4, 7. Go to 1 Peter 4, 7. 1 Peter 4, 7. I wanted to preach only on this verse tonight, but so many other things here. 1 Peter 4, 7. But the end of all things is at hand. Oh, my goodness. That was 2,000 years ago. (laughs) Do you know the end times is actually a block of time here these last 2,000 years? I mean, basically, whenever God's, wherever his calendar is. (laughs) Might be off from ours, but... You know what I'm talking about? Yes, so, sir. the last days. So, he's, yes. he said the end of all things is at hand. Well, we're at the end of the end yes. of this 6,000 years of history before the, 7, 000, the last 1,000 years yes. of Jesus' millennial reign. So, the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore, in other words, because of the time, be ye therefore sober and what? Watch, Watch for why? Unto prayer. Yes. Watching and prayers put together. Luke 21, 36. Just these three verses. I want to bring these out. There's more, but uh, these three are going to get us what we need here. Luke 21, 36. Watch ye therefore, watch ye therefore, and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Notice you and I getting through to to the uh, uh, rapture without being taken out. Is not automatic because we're saved. If you want to escape all the devil's got planned for your life, you're going to have to be a person of watchful prayer. 
prayerful, uh, uh, a prayerful life that watches over things. Now, what do we mean watch? We mean pay attention to what the Holy Ghost is saying in your spirit. Because he'll alert you to certain things. He'll alert you to what the enemy's planning on doing. He'll alert you to what God's will is and how he wants you to be a part of it. And what to do to be a part of it, where your place is. Amen. Amen. He's put us in the body as it pleased him. Well, where is that? <laughs> well, the Holy Ghost will show us. So we want to bring our supply to the will of God and bring our supply of prayer to watch over the plan of God and make sure the enemy doesn't thwart it. I have a personal opinion that Jesus has been trying to get this last move of the Spirit into greater places for a long time, decades actually. He needs cooperation. It's time. Amen. Say it's time. So what's the purpose of watching or, or developing this watchfulness in prayer? I mean, this watchfulness, it's to give ourselves to prayer, right? And so this, it's for the purpose of prayer. Keep alert and watchful for the purpose of prayer. There is a kind of prayer that you're praying to see what needs to be prayed about. You're just getting in the presence of God, putting your spiritual antenna up, so to speak, and, and paying attention to what's the Holy Ghost need prayed about. I do that in the mornings, and it is amazing how much in the, well, I, I endeavor to live that way all the time. I'm not just saying just in the mornings, then I just forget about it all day long. But, but my point is that's, that's whenever my mind is the quietest. And I'll, I'll usually wake up and just put my antenna up right away. And there's, I don't, I don't mean every day, but, but many, many, many days, there's something in, prominent on my heart as soon as I wake up. And I'll just start lifting that up to God. Something he needs somebody to talk to him about. Someone he needs somebody to talk to him about. Some situation, some ministry, some something. <clears throat> or he wants to talk to me about something. Slap me around, correct me. If it's not me, it's usually Carlos. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So um, that's for the purpose. That's what the purpose of it is. And he said in 1 Peter 4, 7, the end of all things is at hand. So do this. So, I mean, at the end, all hands on deck kind of thinking. That's what, he, that's what he's implying here, right? We're at the end. And so this actually has a lot to do with your, your attention. Um, because, remember, I was talking about distractions. Sometimes we can get distracted and we're not tuned into this. The opposite of watching is being distracted. If you babysit someone's children and they ask you to watch them, Guess what? If you're out in the backyard just goofing off doing something, uh -oh. you are not watching. That's right. That's right. You're distracted. Yeah. Wow. Right? Or you're outside talking on your phone. The kids are in there tearing the house apart. <laughs> not your children, of course. Never, never, never. None of yours. But um, <laughs> that's supposed to be funny. <laughs> so, but but that's that's the opposite of being watchful. Is to be distracted. And listen, the world is loud. The world has many voices, many things trying to vie for your attention, more so now than, no wonder he said, as you see this day approaching, the end of all things is his hand, watch and pray, because we got more distractions today than ever. More distractions, 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 distractions. Most of what the news says, you don't even need to know. 
I'm not saying tone it, tune it totally out. But some people are so caught up with news, sports, entertainment, the latest music, stuff, that it's robbing them of watchfulness. And you do a lot better spiritually cutting 99.9% of that stuff out. Uh, it's not that I don't get on YouTube and watch things, but it's usually, you can ask Pastor David, it's usually because I'm learning something about what I'm doing or something God's wanting me to do or having my heart to do. It's usually not just, you know, lazy, no, you know. Well, let's just see what this is saying. You don't need to know what that's saying. <laughs> I, 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 I keep hitting a wall on that. Well, praise the Lord. That's taking up your attention away from spiritual things. Does that mean we don't have a natural life or don't, should never watch the news? That's not what that means at all. Most of us, just the world, and they're getting what they, you know, they're getting what they've sown for. Doesn't, doesn't matter to you. Do I need to work with this for a while? <laughs> Some of you are getting convicted. Learn to say uncle to conviction. <laughs> to the Holy Ghost. Rather than bow up against me and then the anointing leaves the service. I feel mean on the devil tonight. So it takes, there's a, there's a level of quieting the mind to enter into the spirit that's not always easy. Have you ever, now don't raise your hand, but have you ever had a busy day and rather than come home and just shut your mind down and pray, it's much easier just to keep your mind busy until you go to bed. Um, because it's easier on the flesh to socialize. Hello. Talk to Billy Joe or Susie Q. Scroll the internet. Keep your mind going. But this is easy. It's easier to do that than it is to quiet the mind, shut it down, and look into, the, into your spirit and say, Holy Ghost, I'm just wanting to worship Jesus before I go to bed. The Lord told me one time, he said, uh, how you go to bed determines a lot of how I can talk to you in the nighttime. That's good. That's good. That's good. What's, what's your attention's yeah. on when you go yeah. to bed? Yeah. That's good. That's good. Tight. Yeah. But on. it's right. It's helping. Amen. Not, meeting to, not intending to beat anybody up tonight. I'm just calling for some soberness. I think, one thing I don't want to do is stand before the judgment seat of Christ. I do want to stand before the judgment seat, but I don't want to stand there and, and, and see how carnal I was, how distracted I was, how caught up with things that meant nothing I was, and how much time I wasted on that. Amen. And so he said here, be sober. Now, when you think of somebody sober, you think of somebody that's not drunk on alcohol. But he's not just talking, and we're not supposed to be under the influence of alcohol. No. But he's not just talking about alcohol. Yeah. Right, right. That's right. That's right. That's right. He's talking about not being under the influence of anything yeah. that, that uh, separates you from watchfulness and prayer. Amen. How many of you know when you're intoxicated, you're not seeing clearly, no. you're not thinking clearly, no. and you're not making good decisions? <laughs> Isn't that right? You're doing things you shouldn't be doing and you're not doing things you should be doing because you're under the influence of something. 
right? And that's the way, just being caught up with the natural affairs of life, that's the way it is. It'll cause you to not be thinking right. It'll cause you to be missing what's important. It'll cause, you know, like when somebody's drunk on alcohol, the, their own family's not important right now. I mean, they're, they're doing things that their own family's going to be embarrassed of and their own family's going to be, suffer loss because of. They're not thinking clearly. And that's what being intoxicated or full of anything, recreation. I'm not preaching against recreation, but you can be intoxicated on it and, and, and not have the right kind of prayer life. I enjoy a lot. I enjoy fun, but I make sure spiritual things are in place first. And I tell you, he'll help you enjoy things if spiritual things are in place first. But... Um, and so when a man's under the influence, he's not sober, he's making a lot of mistakes. He's making a lot of wrong choices. Yeah. Anybody want to just remember briefly a few number of decades ago and say, yep. <laughs> 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 so he's talking about being caught up with the spirit of the world. You can be, you can be drunk on alcohol or you can be drunk on the news. Yeah. You can be drunk on all that's important yeah. to the world. Yeah. Can I just say, this is, the Lord said this to me the other day. He said, men's hearts failing them for fear because of what what's coming on the earth. That's the last days. That doesn't mean heart attacks. That means because of fear, fear causing their own spirits not to produce. And he said, David's heart, David standing before Goliath said, uh, let no man's heart fail because of him. Because remember, for 40 days, Goliath is threatening them. And that was the, that was that was the news cycle for yeah. 20, that was yeah. the news cycle for yeah. 24 hours a day, 40 days yeah. back. Yeah. That was their news cycle. Yeah. Everybody's, oh, oh, threats, oh, oh, every day, morning and evening, oh. Uh -huh. They were caught up with the news cycle and it kept their faith from producing what David's heart was producing because David had been out there on the backside of the, the hill watching the sheep and he's feeding and meditating on the word. He's preparing himself yeah. to watch over some situation. The devil's trying to take this nation down. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yep. Well, praise Come the Lord. Modern life is not supposed to be hectic. Somebody said, it's just such a hectic lifestyle we have nowadays. That's your choice. That's right. That's right. That's, right. That's your choice. Yes, sir. Okay. We're getting all these amens. Let's talk about the mind, then we'll pray. Yes, we have a natural side, but... Um, now, notice here, um, being distracted is the opposite of being watchful in the Spirit. And so, the, the doctrine of being watchful means tuning in to the Holy Spirit. Being, being watchful includes being in the Spirit. You can see that from these verses, can't you? And so... Here's what I want you to see tonight. The devil has strategies against in the spirit. And he'll use you and my own mind and you and my own flesh. Just keep us busy. Just keep us distracted. Something comes up in our heart to pray. We say, I'll do that later. Before you know it, the whole evening's gone by and we're too tired. Yeah. And so he's talking about here in this Ephesians verse. Uh, putting on the armor of God. One of those pieces of armor goes on the mind. Taking the helmet of salvation. Now, he's talking about the saving of the mind, which is the renewing of the mind. The helmet of salvation, right? 
And so a renewed mind is a mind that is not trying to dominate you anymore. It will let the Spirit of God within you guide your spirit even whenever your mind doesn't understand. That's a renewed mind. It'll let, it'll, it doesn't have to figure everything out. Well, 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 well why, ha- why do I have a burden to pray? What, what, what's, what needs prayed about? Until you go get quiet, you uh-huh. won't know. Yeah. Yeah. But the renewed mind, if it doesn't understand it, it won't go pray. Uh-huh. This is just good pastoral yes, help tonight. Yes, well, I don't, understand. I don't know. You know I, mean, I don't know why I need to pray. I don't know of anything going on. Of course you don't know anything because you don't know everything. <laughs> The Holy Ghost knows things you and I don't know. The unrenewed mind, did I say the renewed mind? I'm sorry. The unrenewed mind, until it figures it out, it won't, it won't yield to what's coming up out of your spirit. Sorry about it. I said that wrong. So, um, but that's why he said before you go to prayer, he said, uh, put on the helmet of salvation. Amen. The renewed mind is a mind that's not distracted. You ever notice children can't pay attention for a long time? It's because their mind's still developing. And we understand that. That's normal. You know, we're not asking them to, you know, do, do what an adult can do as far as paying attention to something. But as we become adults, and this is true spiritually, our, <clears throat> our spirit can hold us. We can put, stay tuned into our spirit and keep our mind from pulling us out of that for much longer. Until the Holy Ghost is done. Then we can come out of that. You know, does, does that make any sense to you? Right at that time, you're not paying attention to natural things. You're in the Spirit. Amen. So the devil will assault your mind. He'll bring thoughts to try to keep you distracted and out of the realm of the Spirit. And uh, because that's where you're going to really change things. You or I are going to really change things. And so he'll throw fiery darts at you on this. Um, the goal of his opposition is to keep you from being effective by being in the Spirit. And that's where you're going to bear much fruit. Yes. There's a place. I've been going into a deeper place. I, there's a place I normally go, but I've been going into a deeper place. This happened maybe three, four, or five times in the last couple of months. It seems like I get more done in five minutes there than I get done in five years on this other level. Yeah. It's amazing. Yes. It was one of these times that, that I got over there that... I, changed, I got something in the daycare. Now we've hired five or so people. Amen. We haven't done that for yeah. Come on. 10 years, ever. <laughs> Katie said ever. <laughs> Look what's available to us. Amen. Look what we're, we're forfeiting by just being lazy and not pro- following these promptings. No, you can't willfully turn that on, but you can make yourself available. You can set yourself upon your watch and say, Lord, I'm available. Now, 1 Corinthians 14, 14, if we pray in an unknown spirit, our our mind is unfruitful, our spirit prays. So um, there's three things. Much of the time, being in the spirit and praying involves much prayer in other tongues. When praying in the spirit, you're praying out of your spirit, bypassing the mind. We said this earlier. Since that's the case, and due to the fact that the mind is always, number one, grasping to understand everything, number two, the unrenewed mind always wants to stay in dominion, and number three, the, the fact that the devil uh, will always endeavor to bring things to your mind to distract you. You ever notice you go to prayer and all of a sudden you remember everything you forgot? Yeah. I got to do this today, I got to do that today. Oh, yeah, no, I forgot about that. It's just, <laughs> he's helping you. 
stay, he wants to keep you in the mind. Somebody said, well, I do need to remember that. Okay, just grab a pad and put it over here. Just write, write a quick note. Not a long one that pulls you back all the way into the mind. Just write down a word. Call so-and-so. You know. Am I making any sense? So being that that's the case, combined together, they're designed, those three things are designed to hold you in the mental realm. Where you, but you need to address this and become skillful at not being pulled out. Good. Pulled out of your time of prayer. Yes. Yes. Amen. 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 You and uh, the devil will always seek to get you into the mind because he can rule over, your, rule over you more readily there when you're yielding to his thoughts. And listen, he'll keep bringing thoughts. You kick one out, he'll bring another one. He'll, he'll keep bringing them. He'll keep bringing them just as long as you'll stay out of the Spirit and you'll keep taking those into your mind and just thinking about them rather than dipping down here. I'm talking about out of your belly where rivers of living water. One of the rivers is prayer. Rivers plural. One of them is prayer. So take the sword of the Spirit to that. He said, take the armor, take the sword of the Spirit, praying. Yes. Part of the sword of the spirit, part of the sword is for spiritual battle. And part of the battle is it's not just against the enemy, it's against dividing between spirit, soul, and body. Right. Romans 4, I mean, excuse me, Hebrews 4.12. That's good. Amen. Take the sword of the spirit, which is able to divide between spirit, soul, and body. Take the sword of the spirit to your mind, your thought life, yes. and answer those thoughts. Yes. Amen. Answer it with, oh, I'm watching in prayer yes. right now. That's good. That's good. Yes. Amen. Amen. And so, um, this is what spiritual warfare is really all about. Yeah, yeah. People staying in the spirit until the job gets done. That's good. You ever notice the devil will, you, you start really seeking to be a person who lives in the spirit, and the devil will bring up all kinds of family issues. He'll send carnal people. He'll send distractions. He'll, he'll work to cause everything to go wrong so that you're distracted for way longer than you intended or needed to be. Yeah, he'll stir up things to try to get you in the flesh. He'll send mean people along to, to get you in the flesh, to hold you in the flesh so that you're certainly not going to get in the spirit now because you're in the flesh. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Amen. And then there's another thing. Whenever your mind doesn't understand what's happening and some of the experiences you'll have in the spirit, your mind will try to kick back in and say, ah, uh, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, for example, you can begin to take on somebody's condition. You're praying for them and, and, and all of a sudden you're coming up under the depression they've been dealing with. And that depression is trying to get on you and your mind goes, I'm not depressed. And it'll try to, it'll try to, kick, it'll try to figure it out. Don't unhook from here and go back up to here trying to figure it out. All of a sudden you'll notice the anointing will lift. You unhooked. Yes, sir. Maybe you didn't intend to, but you did. Yeah. Yes, Am I making any sense? Yes, sir. You, you can't try to figure out what's going on. Whenever a word comes out in English, don't let your mind grab onto that and say, because you're, you're speaking this out of your spirit. Yeah. Your mind wants to grab onto that and try to figure out, well, what am I praying about? And it'll, if you're not careful, you're unhooked from down here where that tongues is coming from, and now you're up here and you're not in the spirit anymore. You might still be praying in tongues. Yeah, yeah. Come on. But the Holy Ghost isn't giving you the utterance. Your own, your own spirit just remembers the utterance. Wow. That's right. That's right. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm telling you how to get into a deeper place yes, of prayer. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jesus. So uh, stay hooked up. Amen. Well, did you get anything out of that? This is, a main, this is a position that you must maintain in faith until you're done praying, till the anointing, till the anointing lifts. Amen. It's something to use your faith for. Your faith can be used to stay in the spirit. Amen. Now, we on Wednesday nights, we, we are conscious of the time. And right now, it's way past where I wanted to be. And so there's children, you got school, well, not right now, but you got, you got things they got to get to tomorrow morning. So if you have children, we understand that. If, if you need to go, we understand that. But some of us can, can not unhook so quick. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. What is there back at the house mm-hmm. besides the ice cream in the freezer? Okay, now. <laughs> I'm just serious. I mean... There are things that people genuinely have to get to sometimes because they estimate when the service is going to be over. And fine. But let me just ask you to do something. I'm not talking about parents with children. Children, I understand. But I'm talking about, let me just ask you to do something. Plan on these Wednesday nights being a little bit longer. I'm talking about these prayer nights. Amen. Well, I got to get my beauty sleep. Well, okay. Thank you for your help. Hallelujah. I'm just going to leave that one right there. In Matthew 26, 41, Jesus said to Peter, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. There are some things that the Holy Ghost, uh, well, he'll always do this, actually. He'll always have you ready for whatever the devil's got coming. He'll always have you ready ahead of time if you practice watching in prayer. I'm not talking about, Lord, bless me, my, my, my wife, my son, John, and his wife, us four, no more. And then, then just no, thank you. run out the door. Right. Come on, no. Doesn't do much. No. Right. No. Amen. Amen. Get quiet. Yes. Well, it takes me a long time to get quiet. Well, if you do it quicker, right. wouldn't take so long. Right. <laughs> it's a skill. You have to practice the skill. Praise the Lord. So Jesus was trying to keep Peter, get Peter ready for what the devil was going to throw at him. Jesus said, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. In other words, you stay in the flesh. You won't, be able, you won't have the strength to overcome this temptation. Your spirit, man, is where you're going to get the strength. And watching in prayer is where you're going to have that imparted. You're going to be ready. You're going to have what it takes. Yes, come on. I've been there before <clears throat> where I just didn't yield to something. And boy, I ran into something that's like, oh, I, <laughs> I knew yes, sir. Yes, sir. that I overrode something. Yes. Tell your neighbor, he's preaching to somebody behind us, I think. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You get anything out of this? I'll guarantee you before the throes of temptation come, before a major attack comes, the Holy Ghost will draw you into a place of hearing what you need to hear, praying something out. I've had it happen over and over again. I was just through a season here just just the last couple of days. Just, oh, there's something. Praying something out. So praying something out. You know what it is? No, not really yet. But but I know I, I, I know I got faith. For, to get through whatever's coming, yes. <laughs> yes. because I know I yielded to the Holy yeah. Ghost. Yeah. Amen. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. Let's stand up. Let's stand. I, I, I don't know uh, how long we'll go. Praise the Lord. The enemy knows our victory is in the spirit. So he seeks to keep us out of that realm. You understand what I'm talking about? He'll try to use your own flesh and mind to do it. So stay in that place until you get released. Somebody said, well, how long will it? I don't know if I have that much time. If you yield fully, it won't take long. But yielding halfway or yielding just 10% while you're trying to do something on the Internet, uh, you're not fully yielding. It could take a while. Amen. We need to get that. Tell your neighbor we need to get that.